The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a game we had to kick us off here on a Saturday afternoon It finished Motherwell 2, Celtic 5 Motherwell started brilliantly, Celtic started terribly And then the game really flipped on its head Celtic running away with it before a consolation for Motherwell late on So 5-2 in the end Gordon Diel picked Christopher Iyer as his super scoreboard man of the match um, And we're a bit all over the place if we're being oh. honest Apart from that Hugh Keevans Because um, we're already underway at St Johnston against Livy It's a 2 o'clock kickoff. Um, the traffic... In the East Kilbride Expressway Is Armageddon-esque oh. So Mark Guidi's still not at Hamilton against Kilmarnock Wow And uh, that leaves only Fraser Wishart At Hearts well, against Ross County Because Lord, <laughs> uh, oh. they've got two games tomorrow So Lord Wishart Who was here last night on Super Scoreboard Did exceptionally well uh, And I think he's got a terrific game to watch at Tynecastle Because Ross County 3 nothing winners last weekend Uh Hearts 3-2 losers at Pataudry in the proverbial five-game thriller. So I think that will be a, a, a terrific match. If I wasn't looking forward to the game so much, I'd be going ahead of myself to five o'clock and looking forward to the open line because the Celtic supporters must be in a real quandary here. They've watched 12 goals in the first two league games and today they've watched some of the ropiest defending I don't, there's not much of a quandary, Hugh, when you've no, won both. No, and you're... no, but Cluj. Everything now is about Cluj on Tuesday. And Celtic need to get through that tie against Dan Petrescu's side. Then it's Legia Warsaw. And then it's the £25 million side stake of the group stages of the Champions League. Celtic will struggle if they're as ropey as that at the back. They are yeah. brilliant middle to front, but... Ropey at the back I mean Hugh's right in the sense You can always look for improvement And Neil Lennon will But, but at the same time If you go away from home Score yeah. five goals and win the game you're, you're going to be By and large delighted Listen it's not a bad problem to have When you've got a Say a front six You know And, and you count Brown and McGregor and Who was particularly quiet the day You must say We never really mentioned Brown and McGregor But they still keep the ball Ticking along When you've got a six like that Who can go And just annihilate Anything in front of them it's it's a good thing to have I mean Going away from home For part Lose two goals I mean teams would struggle And Cel I've seen Celtic teams I've been in Celtic teams Who have struggled At Fur Park When you lose two goals And listen I was lucky enough To play with some Real good attacking players But again We hardly ever went there And scored five And with such ease As Celtic did today So When you add that To the seven They scored last week I mean They look unstoppable At the minute but Hugh, there is an element that Hugh is right I mean They have to be tighter at the back Because there's going to be stiffer challenges Than St Johnson and Motherwell Cluj might just prove that on Tuesday night But even in league business Going to places like Tyne Castle Easter Road, Pataudry If you lose two You're going to find it more difficult to score five Even though you've got attacking players like Edward and Griffiths And things like that So they certainly need to get things right at the back And get them right Quickly I mean all things considered Alex um, And we're going to hear from Neil Lennon very soon By the way And Stephen Robinson So stay tuned for that Just at this busy part of the, the season When you're trying to, to manage the games And you, you come back from Romania late on And there's all that focus on Out of you and Rangers Who's going to drop points first Do you suspect Neil Lennon Will be focused more on, on the five goals And the three points in the bag Rather than any room for improvement Without doubt Gordon uh, I think from middle to front They were excellent uh, I think Ball and Golly Struggled today That would be A fair assessment I didn't think uh, Julian was as bad As we're actually making out I think he was a bit rash With some passing at times But in terms of General defending 
I know he's got out jumped, but then it's down to the other guys. To, and don't forget, Declan Gallagher's a good height as well. So it's about the other guys picking up and doing their job. So I, I, the, the jury's still out in terms of uh, Julian for me. I think you know he's still trying to get up to speed. I don't think he's played a lot of football as well this summer. So we've only got one port of call at the moment, and that's Tyne Castle. Fraser Wishart is ready for Hearts against Ross County. Fraser. I did. I heard you earlier on saying, oh, we're stuck with Fraser Wishart. Down the faint praise. You've got nobody else to go to, but... Uh, as Hugh was saying, I'm really looking forward to this game. Lovely weather here it's in the in the east. Hopefully it'll stay that way. Shirt sleeve weather, the sun's shining. But uh, I think the big talking point this week has probably been the pitch. Of course, there was a concert here during the week. The Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra, Hugh, you'd have absolutely loved it. A free contract, but it's made a bit of a mess of the pitch, I have to say. And, and my, my right-hand side, left-hand side, when you watch it on television, uh, most of that side of the pitch looks terrible. Now, aesthetically, it doesn't maybe matter, but uh, as long as it can play but it doesn't look very good bare and really compact in an area, so hopefully that won't affect the quality of the game because this is a really hard test for Hearts. It's a vital game for them as well. I think expectations are high from the supporters. We know the size of the club. We know the money that they spent. And they've not to the best League Cup group, and although they played well against Aberdeen last week, they lost late goals to lose the game 3-2, and defeat would only, again, get the support even more frustrated. And I think this will be a difficult game for Hearts because Ross County, although they're newly promoted, last year when they were relegated into the Championship, they kept the core of a Premiership team and plenty of players in this team with Premiership experience. They got off to a fly start last week as well, resounding 3-0 victory against Hamilton Aki. So they'll come here with a lot of confidence. They're well organised, strong physically, and they'll try to make it an awkward 98 minutes for Hearts. For Hearts, they've made four changes with Hickey suspended, Suter injured, Mulraney and Irving all dropped to the bench. They go with Zdenek Zlamal in goals, Michael Smith, Craig Halkett, Christoph Berra and Aidan White playing his first game for two years, making his debut for Hearts at left-back. Jimmy Walker, Sean Clare, Loic Damour, the new signing just on transfer deadline day Stephen Naismith in midfield with Connor Washington and Uchi Ekpiazu up front the subs Colin Doyle Oliver Bozanich Jake Mulraney Clevid Dicamona Aidan Keener Andrew Irving and Ewan Henderson I've only got the starting 11 for Ross County at the moment it's Ross Laidlaw in goals Marcus Fraser Callum Morris Liam Fontaine and Sean Kelly in midfield Josh Mullen Ross Draper returns in, in, instead of uh, Chalmers Vigers and Gardine in the midfield with Ross Stewart and Billy Mackay up front I'll bring you the subs when I've got them but the referee today at Tynecastle is Alan Muir Let's hear from both managers then Craig Levine first up Yeah, fairly tough one They've started the cup competition extremely well They beat uh, St Johnson in, in, that, uh, in the group stages and they've won their first league game 3-0 last week so I expect them to be here, to come here on a, on a high and to be confident My view that is that, is that we uh, will improve We were significantly better last Sunday than we were in the, in the cup competitions and uh, I think we will continue to improve as, as the games go by so yeah Ross County will be confident but I'm very confident that we'll be uh, put on a good show <laughs> Fraser Wisher just to go back to the pitch I can't believe that on the 10th of August we're already talking about pitches we've just seen television footage of it of this pitch at Tynecastle because of that concert that was on uh, thanks to the Edinburgh Festival it looks ridiculous it looks absolutely ridiculous on TV Having played on many different surfaces over the years, how do you think it will impact the football? Is the word in Tynecastle that it's still going to play okay? Yeah, and that'll be the test. My, my colleague at uh, sister station, Radio 4, Steve Cowan, we played for Motherwell in the 1980s, and it's the third park in the 1980s when, when it wasn't a great pitch aesthetically. Now, whether it plays or not will be the absolute test. And, and also, this was a million pounds investment by, by Hearts last year, and it's fantastic to my left. 
and to the right it, it does look terrible and, and it's the, the test I think will be can they get it back now I read during the week that uh, Hearts did go to their pitch experts and said you know can we do this and the pitch experts said yes absolutely you know you can get your pitch back it will look fine so that will be the absolute test I, I just think it doesn't look good you know and, and we're, we're always critical of artificial pitches and you know Les Great Hamilton and others are quick to, to say what about the grass pitches and he's quite right I've supported them in that you know we, we need to get better pitches whether grass or artificial whatever they are and, and this doesn't doesn't look good but we will only tell when the 90 minutes are, are come and gone and uh, the weather's decent but if the rain comes and it starts to bucket down that will be a test as well because it looks as if it's compressed looks compact bare in patches as well it's very very it, it, does, it doesn't look good it doesn't look good at all let's not go overboard Hugh if it plays well it's, it's not that big a deal yeah. but nevertheless it, it looks ridiculous and a couple of weeks <laughs> into the season to have the pitch look like that because the Edinburgh Festival's been on it is it's a bit bizarre Fraser will tell us at full time what material difference, if any, the pitch made. Now, I'll be honest, I'd have loved to have seen the LA Philharmonic, but I would have I would have uh, <laughs> expected to see them in the Usher Hall in Edinburgh or somewhere of that type. Uh, do Hearts really need money that badly that they're going to allow this to happen to their pitch uh, one week into the season? I'm surprised that Ann Budge and uh, those associated with Hearts that they have taken the risk but The thing is you have actually taken advice The experts have told yeah, them that it won't doable. impact yeah. the pitch Now uh, clearly it has But because of the where we are now The middle of uh, August There's still a couple of months of growth still to go I would imagine this will get back up to speed Because grass is very I'm, resilient I'm just, I'm just interested in How much money did they get? How well, great is their need it's, it's for money? It's a million money? pound investment isn't it? A million pound investment to put this pitch down because the, the pitch yeah. a couple of years ago was criticised and it wasn't great it was very heavy and big clumps were coming out of it and, and it's, it's fantastic I mean it looks great to my left it looks but, absolutely perfect but, I've seen it last season Hugh and, and yeah, you're right I mean how much money did they get that's, that's the question but first and foremost you know, they're a football club. You know, so yeah. if it doesn't affect the game, then then that's maybe okay. But we've had clubs in the past get into into bother for having poor pitches. Motherwell being one six or seven years ago, and theirs is now like an absolute bowling green. So so yeah, can they get it back? Will the weather be good enough? The, the test will be there, and as you said, after the ninety minutes, we'll be able to tell did it affect the, the the flow of the game. The good thing is it's got a lovely big line, so it should help the assistant referee if any uh, any offside calls on that line, Fraser. It's got a nice a nice visual aid for him. Yeah, it's got a lovely visual aid for him, and they'll maybe still get it wrong it's a bit like having a parquet flooring and then a carpet you know wonder if you roll it along the, the, the sort of right hand side one does it have a wee bump when it goes onto the good part of the pitch but uh, yeah as you say I mean I'm really looking forward to this game as a game of football and we're talking about about the pitch because there's so much to play for you know and, and Craig Levine is, is always on the edge of the support you know getting on his back as well and he's not had a great start you know they just can't afford to lose today they just can't afford to lose today but Ross County for me I think, I think I, I tipped them actually to be 11th but you're looking at their team and you're looking at the performance last week they'll come here and they'll be well organised and they'll be motivated they're a big physical strong team they'll stand up to Hearts I think it's a fascinating 90 minutes and for Hearts they're going to have to work really hard to get the three points Let's hear from both managers then our home boss Craig Levine I think we've already heard from him haven't we let's do Stuart Kettlewell Would many people bet us to go to Tynecastle and, and go and win the game potentially not but if he's flipped that on his head and, and ask us if we believe that we can go there and win of course we do of course we do it's, it's not certainly not going to be an easy task and we feel as if the level of challenge now is obviously starting to increase And um, but that's something you have to embrace as a football club and that's something that you have to really go and challenge yourself both as a player and a manager to see if you can come up with the, the answers and the solutions and um, I 
I, I, I would die if I said we weren't all looking forward to it. There's going to be so many huge challenges over the course of the season, um, and and I, and I think that this is where we get to we get to try and showcase what we feel is an ever evolving group and, and, and a group of players that are um, starting to break down benchmarks and, and starting to reach different levels, and, and we hope that that that, that continues. Um, so you look at the, the team news this afternoon from that one, Alex Ray, um, Loic Damore, the new signing from Cardiff, goes straight in yes. for Hearts, so not much time for him to meet his new teammates. Stephen Naismith into the starting eleven. You got a snapshot, a thirty-second snapshot of his importance to Hearts last week when he comes on the pitch. The game looks beyond them, and he scores with his first touch, and all of a sudden things um, turn around. Yes, they lost the game in the end, but is there a more Important player for their team in the division, he would certainly be up there, wouldn't he? Without a doubt, I think when you look at the stats last year as well, Gordon, I think if it was about 24 games or something, they'd won about 18 when Naismith started. So he's paramount, he brings energy and zest, and it almost kind of goes through the team, Gordon, and it gets them all at it. He's, I, I like the fact that he's a winger, you know, he's always monitoring referee, he's always on his teammates, and he's always demanding more. So for me, it's I'm not exactly sure if he'll be up to speed because I know he missed a bit of the pre season, but. If he's at it, he's a key player for Hearts. And I think he'll, now that he's settled, is it a four-year deal he's signed with Hearts? You know, there's always that question mark if he would return down south or if he would go to America. You know, the Hearts fans know he's signed up for the long run. I think that helps Stephen Naismith. I think when a player commits to a long contract like that, he becomes more settled in his life out with football. And that can only bode better for when he goes on the pitch. He's been a terrific signing so far. And I think he'll be a huge player mm. for Hearts this season. Yeah, Fraser Wisher, you'll know this all too well in your role. If a 33-year-old mm. can get a four-year deal, he's either extremely important to the club or he's got a brilliant agent or a bit of both. Wages, Mark Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, his, his <laughs> day's done. Too little, too, too, little, late. too, little, too late. <laughs> too little, too late. Uh, well, he's a, he's a player. That's the first and foremost. He's got a long-term contract. I think it'll be... You know, we saw David Gray and Darren McGregor signing similar contracts at, uh, at at Hibs, and I know that you know part of that is to, to move into a coaching role, you know, and start to just move into that over the period. And, and I think Stephen Naismith is rated very highly by Craig Levine as a person, as an individual. And, and uh, you know, Alex Wright, you talk about being a owner and a motivator, but, but he's actually a very, very good professional player as well. You know, and he's a great influence in the dressing room, and, and he still can play at the highest level. He's brilliant for Scotland last year. Remember his two goals for mm-hmm. Scotland to Hamden as well to, to get us into that. Uh, into that playoff as well He is still a very, very good footballer Let me stop you there Fraser Sorry to butt in But we've got one of these Goal flashes With one stop access equipment St Johnston's woes continue St Johnston nil, Livingston 1 It was a cross It's gone all the way through Scott Pittman the man with the finish And the visitors take the lead in that one So remember today we've got an, an early kickoff, A kind of early kickoff, And then the rest So that one kicked off at 2 o'clock St Johnston Livy um, And by quarter past 2 Livingston are in front Tommy Wright's woes continue Hugh Evans. Yeah not a laughing matter for him at all you know, I was going to make a joke there about So let me get this right We've got a game kicking off at 2 o'clock Because of a bicycle race We've got a game in Edinburgh That is uh, a matter for conjecture Over the LA Philharmonic Playing on it before Hearts get the chance to play on it uh, But for Tommy Wright He really needs to come back from this uh, The failure to get Kane Hemmings Who has gone into the Championship Rather than go to a Premiership club that's bad news Stevie May Should have got that over the line Didn't So They have a problem Putting the ball in the net He needs reinforcements Sure doesn't he now, a, He needs help After the chairman on, there On aggregate Alec He's 8-0 down In the league so mm. far 
Yeah, I, I actually think that you know the the response uh, to our pundit Jim Duffy about you know the, the part time manager thing. That said to me that he was under pressure mm. because normally you would just brush that off. You get involved in that type of thing. Why would you be interested? You focus all your energies on the team because it looks as if they need it. He'll be looking for a, a response for his team today. Uh, now I think we have been joined And don't worry Gordon Dale We've not forgotten about you Because yeah, we're going to get your reaction home. No listen You live two minutes away You're staying I think <laughs> you, you fancy staying till six, six. No I'll get, I'm playing in the, the golf thing This afternoon Nah no, honestly the course, the course will be soaking Don't bother um, <laughs> let, I think we now do have Mark Guidi At Hamilton Kilmarnock Are you with us Mark? Yes I'm Gordon Thank you very much now, Apologies for the delay Not a problem Before we get to the football I'm interested in your journey Now I won't give your address away Live on air But you're from East Kilbride So how yeah. many miles would that be From Hamilton Stadium Would you say? Oh, depends if I'm doing my expenses or not But <laughs> normally it's about um, It's normally about nine miles It's a maximum 15 minute journey for me it took, long? it took me an hour and a quarter. Oh. Was the uh, the dual carriageway, the, the blind tyre pass that you go down has all been shut off, and of course, as usual, thanks to a wonderful road system, there's no advance warning, so it causes a, a three or four mile tailback. So, a 15 minute journey took an hour and a quarter. But here now, I've got the teams. It's looking great, um, and of course, both these sides, Hamilton and Kilmarnock, looking for the first <coughs> win of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hugh Evans, you'd have walked it quicker than that, but nevertheless, now that Mark is there. Uh, Hamilton against Kilmarnock Did you say you do have the teams Mark? I do have right, the teams let's have them Hamilton Ackies I've not shaped them up yet But it's owned for Williams in goals I think uh, at the back It's Adam McGowan It's a debut for Sam Stubbs It's Alec Gosic and Scott McMahon In midfield It's Blair Alston Darren McKinnon Ross Cunningham And Brian Easton And up top It's Lewis Smith And George Oakley On the bench For um, Brian Rice's team At Southwood Fortoff, Hunt, Collar, Miller, Mino and Ongpol and for Kilmarnock they pretty much go their usual one change by the look of it uh, to last week's team against Rangers uh, and that is that uh, McCreaney is out and Liam Miller is in so it's Brunescu in goals at the back it's O'Donnell, Broadfoot, Finlay and Taylor in midfield it looks like Power and Dicker, the two holders, and then we're going Chris Buck, Rory McKenzie, Liam Miller, and up front it's Eamon Brophy on the bench. For Kelly, it's Bruce Kelty, El McCreaney, and Millen, Thomas, and Cameron. Sub goalkeeper is McDonald, and today's match referee is Bobby Madden. Uh, so, all set up in that one Hamilton against Kilmarnock. Um, Mark Greedy, Sam Stubbs is the son of Alan. He looks like his old man. He sounds like his old man. Uh, can he play like his old man? That will be the question for the Hamilton Ackies fans today. Yeah, it will be. And if the, you know, he, he's had a few moves uh, last season, spoke to Alan actually, but I've met Sam Stubbs played in a, a golf day with him at Stirling Petros down at the Belfry. And he's a, he's a nice big fella, first and foremost. A lot taller than his dad, maybe about six foot three. Um, and uh, you know if he can produce some of the stuff that his dad produced over the years for, for Celtic uh, and, and Everton um, then they've certainly got their player in their hands but having watched Hamilton Ackies last week Gordon as you know um, Brian Rice really had to do something and he has he's not wasted any time he's uh, you know brought Brian Easton back into the team as well and uh, Sam Stubbs so it's a new look and he's, it looks like he's just gone with the one 
um, up top last week he went with two it didn't work so on Paul drops to the bench but he has kept George Oakley centre forward in the starting lineup. Scottish football is great Hugh Keevan so far this afternoon we've had Alan Stubbs's boy we've had yeah. Devant, uh, Andy Cole's boy we've had Clarence Seedorf's uh, distant relative in the past we've done Paul Pogba's hopeless brother we've had Wesley Snyder's even worse brother well, um, we like the fa- <laughs> we like the family connections you know my grandson Archie when I go he's coming in here to take my place he talks even more than you I've yes. met him So uh, yeah I look forward to that day We're going to get Immediate post-match reaction From Fir Park Coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com We've already had one game finish in Fir Park this afternoon. It was Motherwell 2, Celtic 5, a convincing attacking performance from the champions. We've got another one underway. We're St Johnston trail at home to Livingston by a goal to nil. Coming up later, we've got Harps Ross County, we've got Hamilton Comarnock, and of course tomorrow, two big matches as well. Gordon DL is still with us at Fir Park. Hugh Kevens, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray are in the studio. Uh, Gordon, you are still with us, aren't you? Yeah, they've just handed me the keys to lock up. Put them in the box. Uh, what time? What time are you teeing off this afternoon? I'm teeing off uh, three three fifteen. Oh, that's fine. We've got you for at least another half an hour. The, um, the golf course is close by. I know exactly um, <laughs> where you're heading. I think we've got um, post-match reaction from Fir Park. I don't think we can bring it to you right this second, uh, but hopefully we'll bring it to you soon. What, what would you expect to hear, Gordon, from from the managers, given what you witnessed? On the pitch today, I think Neil Lennon will be absolutely delighted with the second half performance. Uh, be delighted he scored another five goals. Um, he might be a little bit critical of some of the defending, uh, the way they started the game, but uh, you've got to give Celtic all the credit in the world. Seven goals last week, uh, five this afternoon. A, a difficult place. This is a difficult place to come. And I think right up until 40 odd minutes, then that was what was happening uh, because Lee Griffith scores with four minutes to go and Motherwell were playing very, very well. And then the second half, Celtic just come out and absolutely dominated the game and some of the goals were absolutely terrific. Uh, Hugh Kevens, I just wonder, and this is where we do the guessing game before we hear from, from Neil Lennon, there will be time, sometimes as a manager, do you think you have to sort of choose your battles? I've just got this feeling it won't be critical at all really because no. they've come here on the back of Europe and, and scored five goals there will be times you'll criticise despite some ropey moments at the back I don't think today will be one of them no absolutely not you're right uh, because he has clues on Tuesday night he's not going to throw anyone under any bus uh, ahead of that game uh, he will analyse it his way he may say something different to the players uh, but he's certainly in public will concentrate on the positives 12 goals in two league games uh, and the continuation of that terrific form middle to front where players are Gordon. excelling yes Gordon Gordon sorry to interrupt we're having a problem down here I think it's Scott Sinclair who has gone off his rocker there's real troubles. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what it's all about. I see Alan Burrows, the chief exec from Motherwell, then try to calm things down. But Scott Sinclair is really going off in one. Um, he had to be separated there from someone. I don't know who the Motherwell lad is. He's got a tracksuit on. But they're going head to head again. I don't know what's kicked off. I don't know why this is all kicked off. 
But someone really, and Alan, Alan Burroughs is doing his very best here to calm the situation down. I really don't know what's happened here. But it's, you know, the shouting, the language, and everybody's sort of a staring at it. The Motherwell boys now walked away. Uh, Scott Sinclair's getting ushered down the, the tunnel. So I really don't know what kicked off there, Gordon. Yeah, I can I can hear it in the background. Um, well, was, was it a player, uh, a Motherwell player, Gordon? No, he just looks like a member of staff. I don't know right. the lad at all, but Scott Sinclair was right. I thought at one uh, time, Alec, they were going to be fisticuffs. And to be fair to Alan Burroughs, he's got down there, he's calmed Scott Sinclair down. Because the language and everything, you could hear it up here in the back of the, the stand. That's how loud. And he was really, I don't know what upset him, but let me tell you, he was mm. really upset. Well, and they got him down can, the tunnel. You can guarantee, Gordon, it will not remain a secret. Because now that people have heard you mention this, uh, the occupants of the press room at Fir Park will now be scouring the ground for Scott Sinclair to ask him what went on. Uh, Celtic's PR department will, will need to manage the situation now, whether they decide to put Scott in front of the press or not. I think the press has all been done. I think it's that's done. Well, I don't, I, I they're not don't all away from the stadium. I can guarantee yeah, you. Hugh, honestly, it was. I've never, in all the time I've worked for Super Scoreboard, you sit here after games and you see players leaving and everything. I've never, ever witnessed anything like that. I thought for one minute that the two two guys were going to really have a, a go at each other. Well, and only because of a Stewart come in and sort of get in between it. And they wouldn't let it go. Scott Sinclair wouldn't let it go. So I don't know what's upset them. All right, well, we'll wait and maybe find out. Might be nothing. Might be none of our business. We'll wait and, uh, we'll wait and see. Um, let's concentrate on the football just before we hear from uh, the managers. Mark Guidi, you've been listening, I'm sure, when you were stuck in that four-hour traffic jam from East Kilbride to Hamilton. What have you made of... The start Celtic have, have made to the season. Yeah, it's been it's been very good, and you know just listening to the boys and, and watching the highlights of Celtic's game last week, and watch the uh, the first half in the telly uh, today. It's, it's the options that they have middle to front. I would agree, and I, and I said in Super Scoreboard on Wednesday night, uh, with the greatest respect, it's not a uh, it's not a snap judgment. It's an opinion on someone. I'm not having ball and goalie at left back. If you want to, and I know you can't replace like for like with Kieran Tierney. That is impossible. However, there has to be better than that out there and Celtic better find a better left back or they may live to regret it in the course of the of the season. Julian will need to go in time. It's, it's about um, now Neil Lennon finding a partnership, what his best partnership is and uh, find a right back because I think just if an eye, as much as he's played well today, Gordon's got him as man of the match. He is a central defender and I would have him as a number one central defender and you find a partner for him and you find two damn good fullbacks to go and play in the team. I also mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, on Super Scoreboard I just wonder if Neil Lennon will be looking at the goalkeeping position because again you want to get the very best that you can get do Celtic have the very best they can get just now no I don't think so because Scott Bain should be saving that first goal all day long but the positives are Lee Griffiths first class great finish for, for his goal um, albeit again the goalkeeper should be saving it Gillespie uh, very very poor uh, goalkeeping and when you look at a team that can keep Edward and keep Christie and keep other players like that on the bench then um, it just shows you why Celtic are favourites and setting the pace already Let's hear from Neil Lennon then after that action packed game at Fir Park No the only source of frustration for me would be the way we started the game we were you know, inviting pressure that we didn't need to invite and um, you know, it's a poor goal we've conceded but the, you know, we, we didn't start as the way I wanted them to anyway once we eradicated that and Started playing the ball forward quickly. We were outstanding, absolutely outstanding. It's a brilliant performance. I know from my own experience how difficult it can be 
you know, coming straight off the back of a Champions League game, but we looked really powerful. And there's a ruthlessness about us at the minute. You know, good power in the team, good pace. You know, and five goals away from home at any stage of the season, you got to be pleased with. But particularly in the circumstances, off the back of a really tough night in Romania. Twelve goals so far in the league. How much more is to come from your side? Hopefully more. You know, um, still, you know, a few of them have to get up to speed. You know, Griff still. Working on his conditioning, you know, Christopher had just another good 90 minutes for him. Um, so some of the new boys, you know, really finding their feet now. All I did the, the quality we already have. I thought Ayer was magnificent today, and and then as the game went on, they just look stronger and stronger. So it's very, very pleasing, and it's a collective effort. You know, my first team coaches John and Damien and Stevie doing outstanding work. As are my background team and medical team and the fitness boys. So we're in a good place at the minute. You know, we're not taking anything for granted, but we're in a good place. But it's only, obviously, two games in. How quickly would you like reinforcements in? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be a quiet sort of weekend because it's been, been hectic. Obviously, we'd we'll have to assess uh, the money coming in for Kieran as well. You know, that one's sort of put to bed now as well. And then, you know, we'll talk about things in the week. But we've obviously got a big, big game, you know, Tuesday night to think about. Um, get the players rested, recovered as quickly as possible, and we know how important that that game is, and it won't be easy. But so as positive as he can make it, uh, no mention whatsoever of Bolangoli or Julian. Oh, we'll get to that. Keep everything positive. Uh, but the bottom line here, Neil said it himself. Tuesday night is the big picture. Celtic cannot defend as inefficiently as they did against Cluj, or they will pay for it. And if you pay for it by non-qualification for the Champions League and end up in the Europa League, that's a hefty price to pay when you've got uh, £10 million pounds worth of defenders. Uh, I suppose Mark listened to Neil Lennon that the positives do by far outweigh the negatives yeah. today. So the, the room for improvement, that's for, that's for the for the training ground. It's yeah. it's probably it's not for right now, you wouldn't imagine, as far as he's concerned. Well... Listen, in all honesty, he'll be looking to improve right now if he can, but it may take a wee while. But, I mean, going forward, Celtic, you know, look unstoppable at times. We've ran through the, the players. You know, Griff is scoring from free kicks. You know, Edward coming on, scoring a fantastic goal. Added to Christie's performance last week. You know, you can go on about these players and they've got more to come. You know, with, with Sved and guys like that. Arzani's still injured. Um, Rogic is still to come back. They've got these guys to come back. So... You know, when the question was asked there, how uh, how keen are you for reinforcements to arrive? Yes, he will want other players in, but he's still got a host of top-class players that he's mm. not even used yet. Uh, here is Neil Lennon talking about Bolly Ball and Golly. Lots of talk about him. He certainly looked nervous early on, settled into the game. Here's what his manager made of him. Uh, no, people keep you know people keep singling him out. It's, I think it's very, very unfair on him. I think, um, again, he's another one as the game went on. Looked, I thought he was superb second half. There is, a, you know, a few bits and pieces he can iron out, and you know we haven't had a chance to obviously work enough on the training ground with him. But as the games go on, he's getting better. So I think, you know, the individual question of the players is, you know, at this stage is a bit harsh. Would you make it that response, Gordon Deal? Yeah, I do understand where Neil's coming from. He's got to protect his player. I know that uh, he had a ropey 
first half especially. He seems a lad that seems to want to come in the pitch all the time. He doesn't hold that left-back position. Maybe it's just the way that he's been brought up to play. Uh, so Neil will need to get his ideas over to him. It takes time. Julian as well. He looked a bit nervous today, a bit slack at times. But you've got to remember, he's not played a lot of football. He'll need to go up to speed as well. They've invested a, a lot of money into him. So they must believe that he is the real deal. But I think that, that it's typical Scottish... Uh, punditry and fans and everything you, you judge players on the first couple of games and you think oh he's never going to do or he's going to be a great player I think it's just a case of settling into the to the Scottish football but the difference is Gordon Cluj on Tuesday night uh, that holds the key to whether you get the, the shootout with uh, Ligia Warsaw for the playoff uh, for the place in the Champions League group stages therefore Bolingoli has to step up to the plate on Tuesday As does Julian And if they don't And it costs Celtic Then it's a hefty price Yeah I do agree with that Hugh But uh, it's just a case of he, did, he, he played a lot better in the second half I've got to say um, It's just a case he's at Celtic Park I watched him against St Johnston uh, El Hammond still to come in at right back who I thought played very very well I think he looks really decent uh, Julian as I say it was an opportunity today to get him some game time which they, they achieved on that yeah at times he looked a bit uh, slack, he just looks that sort of a player, he looks uh, a player that's very comfortable on the ball but once he gets up to speed they'll obviously expect big things from him but you're right the games are coming thick and fast and they've got to go up to speed very very quickly I've just been informed it was the groundsman that Scott Sinclair uh, was having a go at, I don't know what it was all about but I'll tell you what it was very loud, even the seagulls have disappeared <laughs> Oh, oh, by the way, don't get you started on seagulls You opened up a big discussion on Sunday's show By opening up on, on your fear of seagulls And now, Gordon, today We're going to be keeping a close eye on Queen of the South Because they've told any fan who's caught feeding the seagulls That they'll be ejected from the stadium We just wanted to get your uh, reaction to that as our seagull expert Gordon, I was laughed at the weekend by you guys in that studio But, uh, you know, it's been reported all week So Watch what you're doing at football games And especially when you're walking down the road With a fish supper, be aware I actually got attacked, Gordon Oh, here we go, I can't can't believe this is taking off again Seriously, I You got attacked I bought bought a a chicken pasty in Wolverhampton (laughs) I was walking down to the ground I just walked outside the door I was on the phone to my missus eating I just took one bite out of it And the next minute the seagulls come down Grabbed it, gave me a dink with his wing and then shot half with <laughs> But you know what you did wrong You're supposed to st- you stare them out You look them in stare the eye out. That's, came, what, that's what they're saying in the news uh, I can tell you Gordon the, the incident that you saw Involving Scott Sinclair The official word Coming out of Fir Park It was a misunderstanding With the groundsman And it's all been sorted now yeah, as I, so, say, Gordon, I say, as I say, Gordon, I don't know what happened, but so long after the game... Was he out you know, doing a bit of running after the game, Gordon? He, yeah, because yeah, groundsmen tend to you know, frown want upon to protect that. the pitch. Mark, yeah. Mark, so, so was Motherwell, so it wasn't a case of that, but it was... I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I've, never, I've never witnessed anything like that. The two of them were right up mm. each other, and I thought, this is going to really kick off. But I'm so glad that it has all settled down. We've had days, those before as players after a game, adrenaline still going. I know he come on as a substitute. Maybe something just upset him, upset, upset the groundsman, but I'm so glad that it's all uh, been solved now. Yes, a misunderstanding. Uh, let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson, shall we? He's been speaking after that 5-2 defeat at home to Celtic. I think if you make individual errors like we've done, Four out of the five goals were individual mistakes. 
You know, um, I thought some of our football was terrific in the first half. I thought we pressed the life out of them. Um, and there was very little in the game. I thought we dominated the game in the first half. And if you defend like that against the calibre that Celtic have, you're going to get punished. And we got punished for, for four individual errors and we got punished. So it's um, a very big learning curve. We, at the minute with our wide players, don't have the fitness levels to go for 60, 90 minutes. So our aim now is we have to get them over that barrier. We have to get them through that without getting injured because we, we run with such a small squad. But there's a lot of positives that I can take out of it. It reminded me a little bit of the game I seen in the Premiership last night where there's a lot of positives. But if you make individual errors, you can coach until the cows come home and you can't legislate for some of the errors that we made today. Basic errors, the first goal, you know, indecision from Thierry. Second goal, we give away a free kick from a long punt up the pitch. You know, so you talk about Celtic and all their good football, but two two long balls cost us the first two goals. You know, that and the fourth and fifth goal, bad decision for the fourth goal. Now, now we lose the ball and a penalty for the fifth. So, them things we can... We can take out. That's that's uh, the positive. But I, I thought there was a lot of good performances. We now have to turn that into ninety minutes performances. Some of your passing was pleasing on the eye. Is that something you're going to just keep maintaining that style of play? Yeah, we're not. The passing certainly didn't cloy. You could say that it cost us a fifth goal. Um, the game's over by then anyway. But we're certainly not going to go in and start launching balls up the pitch because we don't have the personnel to do that. We we have boys that want to get one v one areas. We've got boys that you know are decent and technically on the ball. I thought Liam Polworth at times was excellent today. Um, so we'll continue with that and if, you know, we're not going to get judged on losing against Celtic of course I thought we put ourselves in a very good position um, at half time but uh, you know, it wasn't the big we, we need to take them individual errors out we need to continue to build on what we're doing Gordon Diel just before we let you go what do you make of Stephen Robinson's assessment? Yeah I'm delighted um, I know that you can look back and say well we lost the game 5-2 you can sit in against Celtic and defend against them and still lose five goals because you you seen that last week against with St Johnston they sat deep everybody behind the ball I think as a Motherwell fan you're delighted to see the way Motherwell are playing if they keep playing like that Gordon they'll win more games than they'll lose against the teams that they have to win against against Celtic it's a free hit anything's a bonus you're not expecting anything the quality they've got but I was really impressed with Motherwell today and I can't wait to next Friday to get the strip on get back up here and watch them against Hearts in the Cup Right enjoy the golf see you later that was Gordon Thank DL you boys. Uh, at Fir Park we've got another one of these Goal Flashes with one stop access equipment and it's St Johnston nil Livingston 2 Stephen Lawless from 22 yards Penny for the thoughts of Tommy Wright Well I'll tell you his thoughts The storm clouds are gathering He cannot put the ball in the net He's now 9-0 down on aggregate After two league games uh, He cannot get players to the club Why not? Why did Kane Hemmings choose Dundee In a lower league over St Johnston? Why did Stevie May A local hero Not go to St Johnston? What are they not doing well enough To get players in? Storm clouds gathering be careful We've only got two games at 3 o'clock Carts against Ross County And Hamilton against Kilmarnock We'll continue the build up to them And the look back on the game at Fir Park Coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson in the studio uh, We've got the top team all around the grounds I was going to say uh, Tell me, tell me that's not the Nokia ringing for the second week in a row Where's your professionalism man? I thought that the commercial break was still on And that I, 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 I tried I to turn it on I can't reverse the Nokia once it started <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel it has become such a key part of the show I feel like saying Alex Ray, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and the Nokia are here in the studio Because we talk about it so often you know, you Get a mental, new phone You get a mental block You know, I keep saying that Celtic are playing Legia Warsaw When in fact they are playing Slavia Prague So I've got a mental block about this Nokia as well I keep turning it on I forget it takes about 7 minutes to work, up, yes, work its way up Yes it does There we go uh, We've only got two games at 3 o'clock Because Celtic have already beaten Motherwell 5-2 at Fir Park St Johnson are 2-0 down to Livingston in the first half at McDermott which means we've got Hearts Ross County and Hamilton Kilmarnock coming up next interesting times for Kilmarnock mm. Mark Guidi you're there watching that one a lot of the pre-season build up centred of course on that disastrous European result that caused people um, as, as we do to, to make very quick judgments and say well, Kilmarnock look like they're really going to struggle next season but they actually looked quite like themselves at at home to Rangers last week Albeit they lost the game They've brought Liam Miller back during the week so Maybe maybe things are starting to look up for Kilmarnock Yeah, there's no doubt that probably um, Alessio I thought, well maybe what, what worked for Kilmarnock last season you know, And don't make too many drastic changes He's brought in a goalkeeper Which he had to do uh, As you say, he's brought back Liam Miller And uh, you know, one of his signings, El McCreaney Has dropped out of the starting lineup from last week So yeah it's not all doom and gloom. I looked on the left-hand side, 12 minutes to kick off, just about every seat taken at the Kilmarnock end uh, here at Hamilton Aki's uh, Stadium. So the fans are still behind them. They're still riding in the last um, 18 months. And let's hope that they continue because they have got a good squad. There will be bids uh, in for the players up into the window, but I reckon Kilmarnock will probably keep most of them. And uh, if Alicia just sticks the plan, tinkers it a little bit, but not drastic changes. Keep the players going as much as I don't like to, to see players dictate things, a manager and the staff should dictate things, but he has got the job because the previous manager was a huge success and wanted to manage Scotland, he's not in here because something was broken and I think in the past couple of weeks that's dawned on him. Uh, let's hear from Kilmarnock boss Angelo Alessio We are um, working uh, a lot and uh, our tactics uh, for, for Hamilton I think is a tough uh, place to go and uh, if we, we, we play our best football I can we get a good result it's a different game against the Rangers against Hamilton we try we tried uh, some situation against Hamilton and uh, I expect this and it's half time already between St Johnston and Livingston Roger Hanna St Johnston nil, Livingston 2 at McDermott Park at the break and Tommy Wright's problems multiplied they have been awful in the first 45 minutes here, Livingston on top of them almost from the first whistle, 2 goals they could have had 3 or 4, it's been scintillating football from Gary Holtside but after losing 7 at Celtic Park 7 days ago, the problems just get deeper and deeper for the sorry Saints, they fell behind after 13 minutes, terrific passing move by the visitors started by Marvin Bartley there was involvement from Eamon Sudai, played the ball out wide and right to Stephen Lawless, he looked up, brilliant low ball along the 6 yard line and there was Scott Pittman to finish high past Xander Clark just a few minutes later Clark had to leap up to his right to deny Pittman a second goal, a terrific save put the ball out for a corner, he then had to clutch Keegan Jacobs, delivery into the box a few moments after that there was a cross by Suda, London Dykes looked as if he was going to reach it in the box, Clark again looking smart to come off his line and punch the ball clear, St Johnson hardly seen at all as an attacking force they did have a brief 40 forward, Murray Davidson he had a look 
slipping header that was deflected onto the top of Ross Stewart's net for a corner. But from that corner, Livingston swept to the other side. Nicky Devlin leading the charge. His initial shot was blocked away. It then fell for Dykes. He had a shot that was blocked away. Ball broke away out to the left-hand side. And when it came back into Lawless, he took a touch onto his left foot 20 yards out and unleashed an unstoppable low-drive pass class into the bottom corner Livingston threatened a third just before the break a corner a fantastic in-swing corner from out in the left by Suda it was missed by everyone at the box I actually thought for a second it was going to sneak in at the far post just inches wide St Johnson hardly seen at all heading towards Stewart's goal they did have a free kick deep into injury time at the end of the half Scott Tanzer heading it from an angle it was pushed round the post by Stewart but St Johnson look very 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 poor half time here Saints nil Livingston 2 it's not a particularly vociferous crowd at McDermott Park Roger but I know the, the couple of rows in front of you are not shy um, I've sat in the press box many times they're not shy in venting their frustration are the, the natives restless? Well I've now gone for a cup of tea and a pie so I feel free to say that most definitely the natives are restless up here in Perth um, Tommy Wright looks particularly restless as well he's made changes Chris Kane's leading the line young Ali McCann brought into midfield but Chris Kane has hardly had a touch and in a summer when St Johnson have failed to bring back Stevie May they failed to land Kane Hemmings who as the boys were saying is going to a championship club in Dundee St Johnson are crying out for a striker and, and what will probably make matters worse for the fans one of the, the, the signings Maris Vyman Estonian international came from Norwegian football. He makes Bolly Bolingoli look like Roberto Carlos. He is having an absolute nightmare. He doesn't know how to handle Lyndon Dykes. He doesn't know where to find teammates with a pass. It was one stage he looked up, tried to play a five-yard pass to Scott Tanzer and managed to play a ten-yard pass to Tommy Wright in the dugout. He's struggling and it really just is highlighting everything that's wrong with St Johnson at the minute. Ah, worrying times for the home side in that one. But 45 minutes to try and put it right. Half-time St Johnston, nil Livingston 2. Remember that one kicked off at 2 o'clock because of a cycling race in the area. Um, I don't know, Hugh Keevans. Football the, taking a back seat. The cycling race sounds more exciting than St Johnston, to be fair. Uh, I think Roger has painted a graphic picture there And it's a picture of turmoil On and off the park And if this gets worse For St Johnston today Then I repeat The storm crowds Storm clouds even Are gathering Hugh one of the, the issues That the guys and yourselves Touched upon is You know Hemmings Is yeah. going to a championship The only way he goes there is money Sure And the second one is Stevie Mays obviously on a decent contract At Aberdeen and he may have to reduce his his weekly uh, money as well. So they're struggling to recruit players due to money. Uh, but, and there isn't a great deal around either. But sometimes, Alec, you have to push the boat out. Absolutely. Because, because the alternative is that you go down. And when you go down, you lose a pile of money. But mm. in saying that, I mean, is their squad today or their starting 11 today any worse than Livingston's squad? I don't think so. I, I, mean, that, I mean, the St. Johnson players today are still of a decent standard who have performed... Season in, season out In years gone by It's just not happening For Tommy Wright I think perhaps You get some leeway At the start of the season When you your first game's At Celtic Park uh, or And you've got Maybe a Hearts A second game And you get beat But when the second game's Livingston at home And you're getting mm. beat 2-0 Paired with what happened In the Betfred Cup Then uh, you're in trouble The other 3 o'clock kickoff Is Hearts Against Ross County uh, Fraser Wishart How do Hearts Approach this one Because I would imagine Given some of the criticism That's come the way of Craig Levine For the way they finished the campaign Certainly in the league last season They got to the Scottish Cup final um, They've made it through the Betfred Cup But you know they drew with East Fife They drew with Dundee United still um, A bit of restlessness there 
Ross County at home doesn't strike me as the type of game these Hearts fans will accept not winning. No, it's, it's a tricky one, and, and Tynecastle still not as we always talk about. It's one of, one of my favourite grounds, if not, not the favourite ground to play in, and also to watch games. And uh, they will get behind their team from the word go. There'll be huge noise. But if Hearts don't start the game well in the first 20 minutes, we know what's, what will happen. You know, they'll start to get agitated. They'll start to run players back. You know, and, and Craig has this reputation of being a cautious manager. But looking at his team, he's gone 4-4-2, and then the four midfield players: Jamie Walker, Sean Clare, Stephen Naismith all very attacking players two strikers Connor Washington Richie Piazzi only looked the more new signing sitting in midfield so he can't be accused of, of, of sitting back here and it's up to the players they've got to make it happen they've got to take the game by the scruff of the neck play a high tempo to start the game off and put Ross County on the back foot if Ross County reach 20-25 minutes uh, and, and they're comfortable then danger signs will start to, to, to go for Hearts but if they put them under real pressure and they're, they're having to defend for their lives Ross County and they're breathing heavily after 25 minutes then, then Hearts have started the game really well and could go on and, and win it but uh, it's a real tricky one you know just talking to Roy McGregor earlier on you know and uh, you know he's a very shrewd man and very clever in what he does but he's also got the financial backing he was able to keep uh, Ross County with a kind of premiership budget last season you look at they get relegated as did Patrick Thistle look where Thistle are now but Ross County were able to keep these senior players premiership players get back up in one shout and now they're back in the premiership with an experienced team and not having to rebuild a team as well over the summertime and they've added well so I think Hearts will get there in the end by the odd goal but it wouldn't surprise me if Ross County got a point it's a tricky one for Hearts OK Fraser Wishart there watching Hearts Ross County Hamilton Kilmarnock is also kicking off at 3 it's half time between St Johnston and Livingston Levy lead 2-0 and in the early game it finished Motherwell 2 Celtic 5 we've got the 3 o'clock kickoffs, and we're going to be joined in the studio uh, by St Mirren Chief Executive Tony Fitzpatrick he's coming up next After the action it's your reaction 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson And Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 01419511025 To get in touch And I'm not even sure What's going on Because I can hear myself Back in 10 second delay There we go it's just, Someone's pressed Some mad buttons In here Hugh Keevans All I know is It wasn't me But someone pressed Some some mad buttons But we're back It's 01419511025 I'm not sure About bringing my remote control For the USB Into you now No I, I might oh, It wasn't it. me It was, was Hugh I've seen Hugh Pressing might, all might, sorts of buttons when might, you're on the break, yeah. Might take it to levels, Ray. Um, yeah, I'm also, we're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from you. What did you make of today's performances all around the place? Certainly started with a bang, didn't it? For Park Motherwell flying out the traps, but eventually swatted aside by Celtic. As for tomorrow, uh, we've got Rangers taking on Hibs at Ibrox. Uh, according to Twitter, I said travelling to Easter Road. Do you, do you know that way? I don't even remember saying that, but I'll take people's words for it. That's what six hours in here on a Saturday with you three does to the mind. Seven degree heat. Uh, yeah, well it's pretty stage. warm in here as well. Uh, and St Mirren taking on Aberdeen. So there's lots to get through between now and six o'clock. Give us a call. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025. What would you expect to be on the mines, Hugh Evans? Well, first of all, the Celtic fans will be delighted at uh, 12 goals in the first two league matches. There will be other fans who are slightly concerned by some of the defending. Uh, with Cluj in mind on Tuesday, it's 1-1 and it's not over yet. And Celtic have to be careful. Uh, Rangers fans will be, I think, anticipating... More goals for their side against Hibs. Hamilton Mackey's fans must be happy at bouncing back after the opening day defeat. And if Kenny the Jambo comes on, 
Yes We'll need to ask him why On the first league day Of this new season At Tynecastle The sound of booing Was heard mm. After a goalless draw Let's do some full time results First in the Scottish Premiership Motherwell 2 Celtic 5 St Johnson 2 Livingston 2 Hamilton Ackies 2 Kilmarnock 0 Hearts 0 Ross County 0 In the Championship Dundee 1 Air United 0 It's Inverness 2 Arbroath 1 Morton 4 Alloa 1 And Queen of the South 1 Dunfermline 1 In Scottish League 1 It's East Fife 1 Peterhead 1 Falkirk 6 Dumbarton 0 4 for 1 Strunroir 0 Montrose 0 Airdrie 1 And Wraith Rovers 5 Clyde 2 Into Scottish League 2 Albion Rovers 4 Cove Rangers 4 Annan 1 Elgin 1 Cowdenbeath 1 Stirling Albion 0 Edinburgh City 2 Brecon City 1 And Queen's Park 1 Stenhousemuir 1 Finally the English Premier League Returned this weekend West Ham 0 Man City 5 Bournemouth 1 Sheffield United 1 Burnley 3 Southampton 0 Crystal Palace 0 Everton 0 And Watford 0 Brighton 3 0141 951 1025 A bit of a strange day The fixtures yes. are, are obviously a bit disjointed We've got two tomorrow We had two earlier on Two at three o'clock uh, But nevertheless The, the storylines are there Yeah absolutely and, and Hugh's absolutely right You know you look at Celtic Very comfortable again today uh, Really put them to the sword In the second half 2-2 uh, Very good comeback for St Johnson To get off the mark With that one point And uh, Hamilton uh, For me is a really important result Because They'll be Very much in the mix Down the bottom I would suggest And so to get three points In the second week of the, the season And then the disappointment For Hearts is You know the, On the back of some of the Poor performances Booing at Tynecastle It's not boding well Gordon Yes yeah, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you What did you make of your team's performance today? What was good? What was not so good? What was somewhere in the middle? And also what are you expecting tomorrow If your team hasn't played yet? Let's get stuck right in And start with the game That kicked off at noon At Fir Park It finished Motherwell 2 Celtic 5 Let's get the thoughts of Neil Lennon Lots to take in from that afternoon I'm sure um, Here's what the Celtic manager had to say When we spoke to him at full time No the only source of frustration for me Would be the way we started the game We was you know, inviting pressure That we didn't need to invite And um, you know, it's a poor goal we've conceded But the, you know, we, we didn't start as the way I wanted them to Anyway once we eradicated that And started playing the ball forward quickly We were outstanding Absolutely outstanding It's a brilliant performance I know from my own experience how difficult it can be, you know, coming straight off the back of a Champions League game, but we looked really powerful and there's a ruthlessness about us at the minute, you know, good power in the team, good pace, you know, and five goals away from home at any stage of the season, you've got to be pleased with, but particularly in the circumstances off the back of a really tough night in Romania. 12 goals so far in the league, how much more has to come from your side? Hopefully more, you know, um, still... You know, a few of them have to get up to speed. You know, Griff still is working on his conditioning. You know, Christopher had just another good 90 minutes for him. Um, so some of the new boys, you know, really finding their feet now. All I did, the, the quality we already have. I thought Ayer was magnificent today. And, and then as the game went on, they just looked stronger and stronger. So it's very, very pleasing. And it's a collective effort. You know, my first team coaches, John and Damien and Stevie, Doing outstanding work as are my background team and medical team and the fitness boys. So we're in a good place at the minute. You know, we're not taking anything for granted, but we're in a good place. But it's only obviously two games in. How quickly would you like reinforcements in? Well, yeah, I mean, we had a quiet sort of weekend because it's been been hectic. Obviously, with 
we'll have to assess the, the money coming in for Kieran as well. You know, that one's sort of put the bed now as well. And then, you know, we'll talk about things in the week. But we've obviously got a big, big game, you know, Tuesday night to think about. Um, get the players rested, recovered as quickly as possible. And we know how important that that game is and it won't be easy. Right, come on then, let's hear from you. 0141-951-1025. Celtic fans, do the attacking positives outweigh a couple of uh, lapses at the back? I'm, I'm sure they probably do. Let us know what you made of it. Uh, Motherwell fans, why was your first 45 so much better than your second? Um, Hugh Keevans, it was an intriguing game at Fir Park. Well, last week, Neil Lennon described Celtic's performance as perfect. This week, he describes their performance as outstanding. Middle to front, he's absolutely correct. Perfect and outstanding would cover the job. But at the back, with clues in mind on Tuesday, there will have to be a sharpening up. And Celtic, before the end of this transfer window, must surely be in the market for at least two full-backs. Um, we, we spoke earlier on, though, Mark Wilson. It's not really a day where the negatives come close to no. Affecting the positives Hughes obviously right You can always look at What you can do better But you go away from home In between European games Score five Win convincingly yeah. it's, it's not, There's not really uh, Much to worry yeah. about Is there When you take into context Where it was For Park A place at Celtic You know I haven't struggled But found games tough In years gone by And you take into consideration As well The start that Motherwell Have had You know Not conceding goals Albeit not against opposition At Celtic standard But they must have still Went into that game Pretty confident You know The goalkeeper The back four Thinking, you know, we've got a real solid unit here. So Celtic had to work their way into the game and break that down. And once they once they got the first goal, they looked comfortable. Second half was just a totally different performance. I think it's evident that Neil did have a word with them at half time. They're two one up, but he still wanted them to lift their game, and they certainly did that. And the ease to, uh, you know, the victory in the end, and it could have actually been more. But in terms of what you're saying, in terms of the fullbacks and trying to get them in, if Celtic do progress. Tuesday night And it will be a tough game Then Their biggest game of the season Is Is The following Couple of weeks And you wonder If they've got time Or if they've identified Anyone so far That they can get in In that short space of time My guess is no Because they've not Gave themselves a lot of time But those Champions League Qualifying playoff rounds Are so massive We've seen last year How much it meant And when they failed And it put a bit of dampener on, On the start of the season I don't think Neil Lennon, Peter Lowell and the Celtic players or fans want a repeat of that. They want to be in the Champions League and I wonder if they've left themselves a wee bit too short and no certain positions. As for today though, Alex, I mean, middle yes. to front, you can see why Celtic are, are going to cause a lot of teams problems this season. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt, Gordon. And when you actually look at the personnel that Celtic have at their disposal uh, in the forward areas, Christy Forrest, Edward Griffiths and Jam McGregor Sinclair, Fed. Bio Sinclair, Morgan, Mikey Johnson and Hayes and in Neil Lennon's press conference a couple of days ago he says I'd like to add one on the left hand side to that list I think the key areas I'll be looking for as well Celtic is most certainly both full backs because they need uh, a, 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 a challenge to uh, Bolly and then on the other side as well uh, Hamid, you know they obviously need another one there because for me Ayer is better in the middle uh-huh. he, he, he just brings so much Physical presence Pace Determination And in terms of Tuesday night's game Hugh I would expect Samunovic to come back Into the central Part of that defence as well uh-huh. Because he was obviously Suspended for the league today I, I think Will be the next Big money transfer Out of Celtic Park I think his progress Is such I think the interest In him Will be such 
that I, I, I don't have a specific time in mind But Ayer is becoming such a good player That he could go for Kieran Tierney money one day in okay. terms of sorry, in terms of today, a, a plus point again. I, I said it during the game, but Olivier and Cham, him coming into the team, I think today he played like the player that people suggested he was worth fourteen million quid. Now, if you've got a player like him playing at that top level, then he he works his way back into that starting eleven. I mean, I know where do you put him in, yeah. but you've got to find a place for him when he's on that form. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Gary's a Celtic fan in Blantyre. What did you make of it today, Gary? Uh, I thought Celtic were very good after the first 12 minutes. Um, never really started until Miller was scored. Um, also think Hugh Hughes has been very unfair to both Christopher Julian and Bowen Golly. Um, almost as if he's trying to create headlines. Hugh. Well, I don't work in newspapers anymore. I haven't for five years, so headlines, uh, that's not the appropriate word. I just think that Bowen Golly... Since uh, signing for Celtic has struggled uh, And Christopher Julian uh, Had an indifferent game today Now The point of this Gary Is that If Celtic are defensively lax Against Cluj There will be no Slavia Prague There will be no chance To get to the Champions League And if there's defensive laxity Then There's a domestic league to be won as well And at the back today, I thought Celtic were indifferent, ropey, call it what you like. Uh, but Mother will get two goals, which uh, you know they really ought not to have got. Which which part of that is it you disagree with, Gary? I think that you're talking about that back four. That back four was a, a makeshift back four at best. I mean, Ayer's definitely better in the middle. Um, I think Julian will come good. Uh, the guy... Um, who's injured the right track we just signed again missing today it's, I, I don't think we're that bad I mean two games have scored 12 goals and conceded yeah, two the, the, the 12 um, goals I think you're very very harsh no, the, 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 the 12 goals well, well, just to be, let's just elaborate with Gary what did you make of him then Gary if he's been harsh on him what did you make of his performance I thought he improved as the game went on I, I think he's one of these players who because he's had a few mistakes in his first few games he's probably trying too hard to, to impress um, Which is making me a bit nervous And when he hears the groans For the Celtic fans When he makes a mistake It just it adds pressure to, to to him And it just It makes him Play with a bit more pressure On his shoulders um, There's signs that he could be a good player I think he just needs time to bed in And just needs a bit of A bit of batting And a bit less A bit less Kind of um, Slagging off For people like Hugh Keevans To be fair To be fair I mean, Gary I mean, Bolingoli may come good He may come good And I'm sure every Celtic fan hopes he does However, we can only report on what we see And, I mean, in the opening games Hugh and myself I said Surrender's possession an awful lot of times I think you've just admitted it yourself The the Celtic fans are groaning So, we're only reporting on what we're seeing We're not saying he's going to be bad forever What did Gordon Dale report last week? Gordon it says, it says it was good, yeah, and 7-0 But we're talking about today's game You know, we're, we're talking about today's it, it game be, and we're talking I, 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 watched, I watched the game today And yeah. I had, uh, I had just your programme on um, Listening to you speaking about the game And Hugh Keevans constantly just spoke about How how bad Bolling Goy was How Julian looked nervous I'm sure Hugh Keevans joined the kind of newspaper world About 150 years ago 
he was a bit nervous in his first day for his first couple of weeks. Yeah, you'd have been nervous, you. I don't doubt it. Um, the problem that Celtic have is that Bolingoli has to be good now because the Champions but, League qualifiers are though? on. You, mean, yeah, but you can still get, you can still win games without having all eleven players playing perfectly, as as they've done today. By the way, this is what sometimes happens here. Um, we do it with with our bigger sides. This conversation all sounds very much like Celtic dropped points today when they didn't. No, they no, absolutely no, no, no. battered Motherwell. No, no, no. I, mean, I, I am running out of superlatives to describe Celtic middle to front. I have stated that that is my principal reason for tipping Celtic to win the league. I am simply saying that in both full-back positions, there is an absolute need for players to be brought in, either as I'm cover... Sure, I'm sure Lennon sure will do that, with the money he's got from the sale of Kieran Tierney. Yeah. I'm, uh, sure he will. I, I'm equally sure he will. But I am only pointing out that today, Bolingoli was poor. And Celtic have matches coming thick and fast, uh, which are vital to them Particularly the Champions League qualifiers And then they go to Ibrox on the 1st of September And defensive laxity there Will be punished Gary who stood out for you Who impressed you Let's let's put a bit more of a, a Sort of glass half full approach On the conversation I think Cham is very good I think uh, Forrest is good I think uh, To be honest with you Nobody really had a bad game I think Ball and Golly came good as the game went on I think the second half Is much better Maybe because Celtic started playing better As a team um, First 10-15 minutes So obviously There's a bit more pressure Because Motherwell pressed us But I'm, I'm very happy With that performance today um, the, the goalkeeper Through to Griffiths mm. yeah. it, was, uh, it was It was It was 50 years ago Incidentally Not 150 <laughs> It just feels like it here <laughs> Uh, thank you very much Gary and Blantyre There were a few standouts I think Gordon gave his yeah. uh, Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Man of the Match To Christopher Ayer Yes um, Which you... says a lot When you consider You know that We keep talking about the, uh, Praising the middle To front players you uh-huh. And it just shows you He because... started off The attacking yeah, impetus yeah, And you think Again you have to go back to Ayer And think he's a centre half And today You've seen How versatile he is You know What a job he can do For Celtic And we don't really see that often The attacking side And when he plays right back But Gordon's right Today starts it off Because nothing much was happening Up to that point Until we You know He took it upon himself To go beyond James Forrest You know that's uh, sure, you see Top fullbacks You know Played there for years Sometimes don't do that But he got Celtic going And that's what the Badly needed At that time in the game And then you know James Forrest Without having one of his Absolutely outstanding games Again pops up at a time When, when but, Celtic uh, need him To yeah, find that little space And, and find the, I mean, the bottom Forrest, corner Any time James Forrest Gets the ball he attracts three and four players round about him. Even when you look at his goal, there's three players round yeah. about him. You know, in the second half, I think he, he went to shoot and there was five Motherwell players round about him. He's just a player full of danger who's carried on for the good work he did last season. Uh, okay, let's speak to John and Blantyre. Hi, John. How you doing? Um, it was just on the point that Gary was talking about there. Hughes always um, one for being an advocate of saying that ifs and buts don't really matter when it comes to the, the actual game. And Hugh had just said, if Bowling God doesn't have a good game on um, Tuesday night, if Julian doesn't have a good game on Tuesday night, it's it's not really, it's, it's going to be like a, a bit of a loss. But Hugh's one for in that ifs and buts don't matter, it's what happens on the day. So he's kind of a contradicting himself, I think, 
Yeah, you, I, I seem to remember a call not too long ago when you were knocking back the hypothetical scenario and I told you that that would come back to haunt you in the coming uh, days. I, I stand by what I am saying about this particular issue. On Tuesday night, Celtic will be tested defensively. They will need to be, and I suspect with the reintroduction of Simunovic, they will need to be better there than they were today. Ayer and Simunovic would be a better pairing for midweek. If El Hamed is fit, I assume he'll start it right back. If Bolongoli starts, he will need to be better than he was today. There are big games with huge consequences coming up. Cluj means that if you protect what you have already, you will get into the shootout for the group stages against Slavia Prague. That game, Sorry. that game will have a twenty-five million pound side stake. Celtic have to be right defensively. They are right. They are terrific mm. to watch, middle to front, at the back. Sometimes there are question marks. In fairness, so you've been saying this for a good few seasons now. In every season, they constantly have the best defensive record. Did you maybe focus on it a bit too much? As Mark Wilson said, I am only basing my remarks on. Celtic against Sarajevo mm. Where there were defensive lapses uh, Against Cluj midweek I thought Celtic lost a soft goal That was avoidable And they have to be careful Yeah, I just I think the counter-argument from fans Is probably that you're, still, you're, now, you're just listing games That Celtic didn't lose They didn't lose any of those games no, 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 or, no. or even come close to losing uh, any of them I, I'm, I'm taking up my mantle As the whipping boy Mark Guidi said He's not having... Bolingoli, but nobody mentions that he said that. I'm standing beside He's a former. Here. I'm standing beside a former Celtic fullback who was critical of Bolingoli at times during today's game. But I have to accept the role of panto villain. John, on you go. Um, no, it was just. I mean, if as you would like to see that, if Celtic draw nothing each, they still get through on an away goal. So if if means nothing, as sure as Constantly said This means nothing Until the actual game starts And the, the game is finished After the 90 minutes So For Hugh to come out And say About If these things Go against Celtic It means nothing In Hugh's words Because You have to play the game To see what comes out of it Who stood out for you In a positive sense today John? Today I thought Chris Fryer Had a great game I thought Wednesday night Chris Fryer Had a fantastic game as well I think um, To be honest Um as a Celtic fan, I, I, I think it's a good run in that team, a good solid season. I don't think Celtic would be able to hold on to him for much longer than maybe one, luckily, two seasons. Yeah, well, he's here at the moment, and uh, a lot of people seem to have been enjoying his performance today. Thank you, John and Blantyre. 0141-951-1025. We're going to start hearing from today's managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray, and Mark Wilson are here, so get your calls in. We're here until six o'clock reflecting on the day's action and previewing tomorrow's as well. Rangers against Hibbs and St Mirren up against Aberdeen. Let's get the thoughts of Stephen Robinson. We already heard from Neil Lennon a 5 2 victory um, for Celtic at Fir Park. These are the thoughts of the home boss, Stephen Robinson. I think if you make individual errors like we done four out of the five goals were individual mistakes. You know, um, I thought some of our football was terrific in the first half. I thought we pressed the life out of them. Um, 
and there was very little in the game. I thought we dominated the game in the first half. And if you defend like that against the calibre that Celtic have, you're going to get punished. And we got punished for for four individual errors, and we got punished. So it's um, a very big learning curve. We at the minute with our wide players don't have the fitness levels to go for 60, 90 minutes so our aim now is we have to get them over that barrier we have to get them through that without getting injured because we, we run with such a small squad but there's a lot of positives that I can take out of it it reminded me a little bit of the game I seen in the Premiership last night where there's a lot of positives but if you make individual errors you can coach until the cows come home and you can't legislate for some of the errors that we made today basic errors the first goal you know indecision from Thierry second goal we give away a free kick from a long punt up the pitch you know so you talk about Celtic and all their good football but two two long balls cost us the first two goals you know and the fourth and fifth goal bad decision for the fourth goal now, now we lose the ball and a penalty for the fifth so them things we can we can take out. That's that's uh, the positive. But I, I thought there was a lot of good performances. We now have to turn that into ninety minutes performances. Some of your passing was pleasing on the eye. Is that something you're going to just keep maintaining that style of play? Yeah, we're not. The passing certainly didn't cost. Well, you could say that it cost us a fifth goal. Um, the game's over by then anyway. But we're certainly not going to go in and start launching balls up the pitch because we don't have the personnel to do that. We we have boys that want to get one v one areas. We've got boys that you know are decent and technically on the ball. I thought Liam Polworth at times was excellent today. Um, so we'll continue with that and if you know we're not going to get judged on losing against Celtic of course I thought we put ourselves in a very good position um, at half time but uh, you know it wasn't the way we need to take them individual errors out we need to continue to build on what we're doing Alec is a Motherwell fan on the line what did you make of it today Alec? Well God, I can accept we, we go beat we get beat that's it. it's the end of the story it's not the end of the season you just you, you move on but what I, I, I'm a wee bit peeved about there it was about 10 minutes ago when you were discussing uh, Celtic's defensive calamities and what have you that might lie ahead and what have you, and then Hugh, Hugh, you came out with a statement there and says that Muller will get two goals that they shouldn't have got, that they ought not to have got. I mean, can you elaborate on that? Yes, with pleasure. They scored, they scored two perfectly good goals, so yeah. how, how do they know ought to get them? Uh, I thought the first goal uh, was a goalkeeping error. I don't think that Scott Bain should have been beaten at his near post. And the second goal, I think, is a defensive mistake on the part of uh, Julian, who is uh, out-jumped, out-manoeuvred, and uh, I thought Celtic were lax there. So, good luck to Motherwell. You took advantage of those mistakes, but it's like uh, your manager, Stephen Robinson, just said there, if you make individual mistakes, you'll get punished. So did Celtic not... shouldn't? Maybe Celtic shouldn't have got their goals then If they came from Motherwell's mistakes Well That's just the way to say The, the penalty So many goals did Celtic get That they shouldn't have got to go the, the penalty is your mistake Yeah that's what I'm saying though If you're saying if it comes from the team's mistake That then means that the team who scored the goal Shouldn't have got the, the goal How many are we taking off Celtic? Uh, well fine If you want to put down the individual mistakes Then the argument holds good for Celtic and Motherwell then Alec, what was the difference between the start Motherwell made and the way they finished the game or, or the way the, the second half panned out? To be honest, Gordon, I, I, I can't really answer that correctly because I wasn't at the game. I was just listening. I'm working. I was listening on the radio. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's just there's sometimes, I know this will sound biased, but I think there was a lot of decisions today that went Celtic's way and didn't come Motherwell's way. And then that way, we like Hugh was saying about the goals, I was thinking just what you asked him. Well, how many goals did Celtic get that they ought to have shouldn't have got? But you're, you're now telling me you didn't see any of this? No, I've, I've been listening to it on the radio, Hugh. You didn't see any of it, though? I didn't see any of it, no. So when I say that the 
first Motherwell goal for me is an error on the part of Scott Bain. You did not see it, but you're contradicting what I say. Well, no, he's asking about the principle of the argument. Rather, he's, rather than disagreeing, he didn't say it wasn't a mistake by Scott Bain. He's asking you to just clarify what you meant. I don't, I don't think that that hinges on having seen it or not. The only thing that you would probably take Alec up with uh, to our Alec, um, I don't really think there were any decisions in the game really were there that, that went either way. It was a pretty easy afternoon no, for the referee. I think I think the uh, referee it was it Nick Law, wasn't it? I Walsh. Walsh. Nick Walsh was uh, relatively. Comfortable today There wasn't any big decisions That he had to uh, overcome And I thought he had a very good game um, Listen I think when you look at both goals manage it, the Both managers will be looking For the defensive uh, aspect To be better Gordon So you know And that's all you're looking for You know defense, Some of the mistakes from Motherwell Were you know Cringeworthy Particularly the fourth one With Charlie Dunn When he dives in But uh, you know But Celtic have that ability To, to carve teams open Williams and Craig End What are you taking away from today William? How are you doing, guys? He's okay. Yes. Uh, I think I think we're getting a wee bit carried away. I think what we're seeing here is a difference between Neil Lennon style and uh, Rogers style, the tippy tappy football. I think what you're seeing here is a more swashbuckling style uh, that Lennon has got. Get the ball forward. Get it into a get it into attacking players and destroy teams. I think we're outscoring teams. And just as well because we're, we're not great at the back, but these boys need to be settled in for me. But I just think when you look at Nincham, he's 10 years forward than where he usually is. Uh, he's playing him in different positions. Uh, and you heard uh, Robertson there, the Motherwell manager, you heard them saying they get beat with two long balls there. Now that would have never happened under Rodgers because you need, need to play 10, 12, 20 passes before you even get near the goal. So I think what we're witnessing... It's different styles here. We're witnessing different styles and we're witnessing what Neil Lennon's all about. Get the ball forward and score plenty of goals and he probably yeah. gets that from Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the guy's thinking at. Listen, William, I've got to agree with you there. Especially the second goal, you're totally right. I mean, you never saw that under Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers refused to play that way. You know, it was all about, you know, keeping, keeping the ball and keeping it moving. If that meant going back to Scott Bain... So be it Celtic did it In the first 10 minutes And got nowhere You know Put themselves under pressure Neil Lennon comes out And says that as well But then They start going a wee bit more direct And they get joy And that, I, I think Neil Lennon's sides Have played that way Since he became a manager Since he became a manager First time round at Celtic It was the way he wanted us to play You know Get the ball forward To your attacking players And let them Do the business If you can back them up So be it But our job is to defend And let them go forward And you can see that he's worked in this in pre-season It was difficult for him when he came in To change all of Brendan Rodgers' philosophy And style how to play Because these guys had played two and a half years But he's worked in it over the summer And I think you're starting to see the rewards yet Seven goals last week and five goals today All by getting the ball forward Into that attacking third as quickly as possible The, the one thing that's been consistent Mark Whether it's the different styles Is the personnel Because you know whether they're playing tiki-taki And play, overplaying at times they still manage to get games And winning games comfortable yeah. And then you also look at today It's a different style altogether But the personnel And I keep saying to you It's about levels so You've got players who can actually Carve people open You have just bring another three guys on It costs millions Then it's a big advantage This must come as a real shock To those Celtic supporters Who said that Neil was a downgrade And didn't want him Celtic supporters? Yeah are you, right. now, are you now going to deny That there were Celtic supporters Who didn't want Neil in well, there probably was you, but I mean, you know, you know, you're not going to compare Rogers with 
with Lennon, are you? Are you? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean that when the the move occurred, uh, the reaction, and I mentioned it many times here, was disrespectful to Neil Lennon in the extreme. Uh, and he was regarded as some sort of downgrade uh, As if he had never managed before It was very harsh, very disrespectful uh, And I hope some people are now taking stock And reviewing the situation uh, William, how do you think this sort of balance Between the domestic football and the European football is shaping up? I mean, Neil Lennon able to leave out the likes of Ryan Christie today Leave out Odson Edward uh, But brings them both on and they both score So it all seems to be Ticking along nicely ahead of Cluj midweek. I watched Cluj a couple of times, and they do seem to sit in. And, and Celtic, have, it seems to suit Celtic to. I mean, they've got threat or they've got an outball Cluj, you know. So it's obviously more difficult uh, playing in Europe and coming back from Europe and playing a side like Motherwell as well, playing so well. So I do. I mean, we've only got, we're only one game away for European football, guaranteed European football at Christmas. So. Whether it's Champions League or whether it's Europa League, uh, I'm quite happy with European football up to Christmas. You know, I just think I just think it's still early days, and there's a lot of players still finding their feet. You know, I just think at home, I think we could take care of Clues. We we were attacking threat. There is a wee bit worry about the back and the players that are settling in, but I still feel I still feel we've got enough to take Clues. And I don't know much about uh, Slavia Prague, so. I couldn't tell you there But At the end of the day If we beat Clues We're guaranteed European football Okay thank you very much William In Craig End on Twitter MC says Celtic just starting to flex their muscles And show this domination of Scottish football Is not going away anytime soon Season to be over before Halloween That's a very optimistic shout Um, (laughs) Matthews on Twitter Hats off to Motherwell Gave us a real scare for the first 20 Had a real goal First one at Fir Park since 2016 Was convincing in the end Ayer and Cham looked awesome uh, looking very good uh, The Olivier and Cham mm. Situation is, is an interesting one Because Mark Wilson There is still the possibility You never say never That he You know He could still go yeah. elsewhere In Europe Before the yes. end of the window Depending um, But if they can get him Playing again Alex um, What a real option That is for well, Newland Well the interesting thing For me Gordon Would be where he's going to play Because when you You listen to Mark there When he says oh, Obviously the very good game In the number 10 role Picking up some really good pockets But you You uh, Ideally you'd probably have Ryan Christie Who is the main player at Celtic at the moment In terms of You need that depth though don't you That's, yeah, that's what as a they've, they've been based on In the last couple of seasons Yeah I, I just feel as if If you had uh, Christie and him available You're putting Christie in more times than not Is that going to keep mm. him happy? Uh, I just think when you've got role. a player It uh, has ability And we've seen it in the, in the year gone by Where he's so dominant He's so good in the ball He's got that trick in him And what people are saying he's worth If he's playing to the top of his ability how can you afford to leave him out? I get that there's... Who would you play? I know, the well, that's, the that's Neil. Listen, that's Neil. choice, who would you go with? Who would I go with? Christy or in Sham in the uh, 10 listen, in the big I, games? I would like to see both of them play. I, I would like to see both of them play. So but, no Callum McGregor? Well, that would be... You'd have to pick out a Callum McGregor and Scott Brown. If in Sham... I'm talking if, if he's Cham on top of his game, right? Okay. His game. Yeah. All right, okay. Remember 01419511025 at Clyde SSB. Uh, on Twitter John McGinn Is now in the English mm. Premier League Hugh He's just kicked off Spurs against Aston Villa At that fancy new stadium And well, uh, It looks amazing Gordon Doesn't it You, you, yeah. you know In the build up to this programme uh, It was um, You were showing the new surroundings Of top- White Hart Lane Used to be beautiful Gordon But this is just a different Ball game altogether But from our perspective Hugh With a Scotland hat on um, 
It's good to see him testing himself And hopefully that bears fruit for the national team Well he has grown in stature in a very short space of time in English football To his eternal credit And when Manchester United have him on their radar You know that is the case That he is progressing at a terrific rate of knots Let's start looking ahead to tomorrow Any Rangers or St Mirren fans out there in this part of the country Let us know how you feel heading into tomorrow's action 01419511025 Hibs were pretty good against Rangers at times last season Alex, can they pose problems tomorrow Or would you expect Rangers to continue the way they've started the season? There's no doubt that they have match winners You know, Horgan, uh, Camberry, Stevie Mallon So they've got, they've got match winners, Gordon, for sure uh, if Rangers start off the game well And get an early goal I can see them going and winning it comfortable uh, You know We were talking to Tony Fitzpatrick About the performance last week And they weren't great Hibs on the day But managed to grind out a result And some days you're going to have days like that So I'd be interested to see how they approach it Tomorrow Gordon Because are they going to have a low block Are they going to try and have a goal So again that will dictate How the game actually gets played a difficult game. I think every time we've played Hibs, whether it would have been under Lenny or Paul Heckenbottom, we've always had tough tests. They've got good individual players. They try and play the right way. We'll wait and see what their game plan is on the day. But I'm really interested to see how hungry my players are coming off the back of a big win where they're getting a lot of praise, and rightly so. Can they shift the mentality now to a really tough home game against Hibs? And it's a day where we need our crowd because... You know, the travel and the, the tough game We're going to need Ibrox to be rocking and help us get through you know, We never took our chances Certainly in the away games we were, we were very dominant Had all the possession, created all the chances We come up against two goalkeeping performances From different people who were I think they both got man of the match on both occasions The game in the split I thought we controlled And we were comfortable and we deserved our win And we should have won the other home game as well But we conceded a, a silly goal So we need to learn from why We didn't pick up enough points against Hibs last year We did against Kilmarnock in the opening day of the season And I'm hoping they're going to show the same Character and resolve and that man John wow. McGinn has just opened the scoring For Aston Villa <laughs> at Tottenham What a run, what a touch What composure and uh, Outstanding Gordon He's just scored he, a fine goal Alex he's, he's actually ran from very deep His own half And he's sucked in the left back Gordon And he's fainted to shoot The left back has gone to ground And then he just slotted it in There's a faint Goes to ground And then he hits the side net What a terrific run And see if you have that It was a good touch With his head Yeah but it was brilliant But it's the composure to finish Because he'd be easy To pull the trigger there uh, And and then Danny Rose blocks it But uh, by doing that it it creates the opportunity To bury it He's Andy Robertson Number two uh, Because Villa is not The final destination For John McGinn Right we just heard from Stephen Gerrard there Rangers fans what do you make of what your manager had to say Any changes that you can see for the team tomorrow Let us know 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to thompsons.com Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here Still time for you to get your calls in Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB We've been looking back on today's action And we're going to look ahead to tomorrow's as well We heard from Stephen Gerrard just before the break Talking about his hopes for tomorrow uh, Jamie is a Rangers fan in Clyde Bank How do you see that one going tomorrow, Jamie? Well, I'm very excited uh, Good to see, obviously we didn't take a lot of points Last season, but I think we've made a lot of improvements This, uh, this summer signing So yeah, let's Balancing the team in between these qualifiers, what what does that look like tomorrow for you? Have you got any thoughts on who might who might come in, who might drop out, or I don't know, you might even keep the same team from the other evening? 
I think he might change it up a wee bit, but as I said, there's so much depth to the team right now. Um, I, I wouldn't like to use it hazard, I guess. I'd like to see the full one uh, a little bit more. Um, but I, yeah, I can't really see much of a change. Alec, what would be the predictable, if that's the right word, the predictable changes? Uh, I think Stephen Davis may well come in for Kamara and um, I would expect Jones to start as well, Gordon. I don't think it'll be too many. I, I yeah, well, Jones started, didn't he, the other night? So that's, that's Yeah, so I think it'll be like for like. I think Morelos will most certainly start as well. Um, and I'm trying to think. John Flanagan maybe drop out given that he's no, not expect, played a lot of football. I would expect him to play. I just think, I, I think that Rangers need to find continuity in the back, Gordon, because if you're trying to kind of uh, cultivate, you know, like a, a unit. Chopping and changing every week doesn't do that So uh, I think it'll be the same um, I'm just trying to think who could come off the right hand side Arfield I suppose So I think I think it'll be much of a match this Gordon Maybe one or two changes um, Yeah I mean Jamie what have you made of the early season form We've only had you know one league game But we've seen the qualifiers as well um, I take it it's all optimistic from your point at the moment Oh for sure um, Listening to the, the game uh, Against Michelin is it um, I was always I was a little bit scared of the five six minutes they managed to score two, but the composure um, from Rangers to be able to feel one back gives a two goals advantage coming home. I think it was brilliant. Um, so it's still pretty early on in the the Premiership, but the real test. Not going to say that the teams leading up to Celtic are not going to be tough games. But I think the Celtic games are really going to be the the one to show we are we've improved. Yeah, I think we're going to be on a good challenge this year. Are you already looking at that game, Jamie, and sort of planning out, you know, trying to stay level by then, maybe even be ahead by then? Does that sort of thing come into your thinking? Uh, still pretty early, even with the Celtic game in September, still going to be pretty early on. Still got the winter transfers to come up to see if we're going to need to strengthen any other areas. Um, but right now, I'm very optimistic of what's going on with the team. I think the key thing for me, Jamie, is that the you you're obviously trying to use the the Celtic one. You're saying if you can get that, it'll give you a yardstick. For me, tomorrow takes the, that because I don't think uh, you know if you look at the over the, over the piece last year, Hibs were a kind of bogey team as well. Didn't take a lot of points off them, so they'll be looking to try and do that again. So then you reflect over the first couple of games, and if you can get maximum points compared to what you were doing last year against particularly against Kamala and and, and Hibs. Then it gives you a platform to then go and take on Celtic with plenty of confidence rather than dropping points beforehand. I mean, Hugh, we assume points will be dropped by both teams. Yeah. I can't imagine we're going to see two um, flawless seasons. So, with that regard, there is still time, there is room for error. But just at this stage in the season, the psychology comes into it, all the bragging rights and all the rest of it. When Celtic go and score seven and, and Rangers respond by beating Kilmarnock Celtic score 5 today that's the way this city works oh, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at tomorrow to see if Rangers can, can do their bit I think the supporters of Celtic and Rangers would rather go into that game on the 1st of September having won 9 points from 9 in the 3 games prior to that meeting uh, and then take their chances on the bragging rights uh, on that particular day uh, and I see no reason why they both can't go into that game on nine points out of nine. Okay, thank you very much. That was Jamie just along the road there in Clyde Bank. Uh, let's hear from Paul Heckingbottom. He's the man who's wanting to spoil things for Rangers tomorrow. No different to the range at the end of last season, really. Change of personnel in a few positions, but a real clear way of playing. And it's really similar to when we played them towards the back end of last season. And no, nothing's changed the pre season games, European games, or the league game. They impressed me at the end of last season, and they. 
have picked up where they left off. So tactically, they're probably in a better place than they were start last season, and they've got a way they want to play, which has brought results for them, and it's brought results for them in Europe as well. It's one I've been looking forward to. I'm glad it's coming early because it gives the players who we've brought in and we're new will have had a good experience then of this league and what it is. St Mirren at home, Rangers away, two opposite ends of the spectrum. If you like, see how varied the league is and. It'll get the message across pretty quickly what this league's about. Who would be the danger men for Hibs? Or, you know the ones that Rangers would have to guard against tomorrow, Alex. One of the key things I think when Stephen Gerrard says about giving away set plays, if you're up against a team that you know can capitalise, Stephen Mallon's did that. I've, I've, I've worked with Stevie, so he he's got a, a set play in his armory. You've also got Horgan, Camberry. And I think Scotty Allen, you know, with the debacle from years ago, you know, Rangers tried to get him and chose Celtic. So. Again, he's got a point to prove, you know, with his new team, Hibs. Yeah, I mean, they weren't vintage last week, Mark, but they got no. off to a winning start. They've shown in the yeah. past that they, they can cause uh, Rangers problems. Yeah, without a doubt. I think when you look at their personnel that they've got, you know, even you even look at the experience and guys like Wicker and things like that who who have been there and done it, you know, reliable source. But Scott Allen, Stevie Mallon, guys like that can cause you problems. And when you've got Camberry up front, now Camberry on his day is a top striker, is... It's just one it, of yeah. these strikers It's getting out of them regularly yeah, 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 you don't know what you're going to get But if he turns up And you've got guys like Alan And, and Marlon Supplying them Then you could have a problem uh, Charlie's a Rangers fan What are your thoughts ahead of this game tomorrow, Charlie? Something similar to last season We've not seen nothing As far as I'm concerned We've not played AMD yet right? You play Kermanek And we just managed to win in the air. The thing is um, When you were going to see Rangers last season um, You didn't know what you were going to see because you, you, you didn't know it was going to turn up. You didn't know what team was going to turn up. Every time you went, you thought, well, maybe we'll win this. And it was kind of dragging out, dragging out. So the more I, uh, I like to think we won well. Um, and keep winning well. Um, and uh, as Stu says, um, every single game, hopefully win every single game before the Celtic game. But uh, we're still no proof ourselves yet. I think we're just going to keep on, uh, as I say, Try and um, be consistent as we were in the last season. We were losing points. We struggled against Hibs last season. But if we can go out tomorrow and uh, we can put down a marker against Hibs tomorrow, um, we've done it in Europe there. I was going through the week there because I was saying that we were free up and we should have shut the door. But we go through that. Uh, and tomorrow, if we can go there and uh, score some summer to Celtic, uh, maybe even more. I can remember when beating Marble seven nine last season. Uh, so if you can go there tomorrow um, and do that, something like that, um, it might convince me more. But uh, the new, I still, I, I still think to myself that I still a work in progress. I mean, I think that's okay, Hugh, isn't it? I mean, Stephen Gerrard, we heard from him on last night's show saying they're not. What was the phrase? Letting their feet come off the ground. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that's too dissimilar to what Charlie's saying. In terms of proving themselves, there are. Only three things that Rangers can do They win the League Cup Or they win the Scottish Cup Or they win the League Tangible signs of improvement And therefore In terms of the League We are at a ridiculously early stage Because tomorrow's game two There are three dozen matches after that (laughs) Uh, But uh, I think there is a momentum building With Rangers I think the score four goals away from home in Europe in midweek was outstanding. And I think we'll win comprehensively against Hibs tomorrow. 
Uh, let's look back on some of today's other action. Hearts nil, Ross County nil. Mm. Uh, there's a real restlessness about some of the Hearts fans. Craig Levine's side were booed off. Let's hear what the manager made of it. It was hard work. Yeah, we we, we didn't really get going in, in the game at all. Um, I thought Ross County, to be fair, did very well. But and the longer we went on without really dominating the match, I think we just got more and more uh, safe and and. When it resulted in us just continually playing the ball long, which for me isn't going to uh, help the situation. But I understand it because if, if you know if you're feeling that you're not at your most confident point, then you don't want to make a mistake, so the ball goes forward a wee bit quicker. But that's not going to uh, that's not going to help us for to help us today, and it's not going to help us for next week either. Is it too tempting when Uchi is such a big target there as well? Almost that that, that it seems like a an easy out for everybody who's yeah, the, ball, but the, the, the trick is to, to go Uchi when he's not screened and you know that tends to be shorter passes um, and I felt today that we just you know didn't want to make a mistake so we ended up going long and then Uchi was fighting for the ball and uh, him and Wash didn't really get much good service I would say um, so I think that's a consequence of the, of the boys obviously feeling a little bit under pressure. Does that worry you because you've spoken a few times about needing brave players here and the, the mood in the stands is becoming... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said that to them all. When they come here, I tell them it's, it's a brilliant place to play. Um, but if things aren't going well, you'll know about it. And they know about it at Absolutely. the moment, Hugh. They're under a bit of pressure, the Hearts yeah. players. Just, I mean, from the, from the fans who were booing them off, I mean... Well, it's their first home league game of the season... And they leave the park to the sound of booing That's just not a happy thing um, League Cup next weekend That's important You don't want knocked out of that That only irritates supporters further And then if my memory serves me correctly They're at Celtic Park mm-hmm. The weekend after that for the league Now there's a real examination of you And as momentum builds So does the negative side build as well And if they are still not picking up points the way they should Craig Levine will come under pressure Because he's already Dividing opinion among the Hearts supporters uh, the, 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 Sorry Gordon The concerning thing for me is It's your opening game of the season And players are showing a lack of confidence That that was concerning for me And with the greatest respect to Ross County This is no one of the big guns you oh. know. So you'd expect him to go out there Plenty of confidence, big crowd And I have to say it, it, Craig Levine actually sounded rather subdued there you know, so you're looking for him to galvanise. Just before we go, Mark Wilson, St Mirren up against Aberdeen tomorrow. How do you see that one panning out? Well, you'd like to think St Mirren would have enough to trouble Aberdeen after they're coming, you know, back from Europe off the the back of a negative result, like Tony was chatting about earlier. But the squad that Aberdeen's got, I just think they may have too much for St Mirren. St Mirren performed very well last week, didn't get anything. But the way Sam Cosgrove is going just now, when you've got a striker in that kind of form. Then you leave yourself a chance And I think Aberdeen might just nick that one uh, Okay I think we'll leave it there Well we have to leave it there Hugh Keevans uh, Give yeah. us your, your closing thoughts On today's action in the Premiership And what's still to come uh, Superb result for Celtic Again in the league Shaky start Grandstand finish And uh, the middle to front Look superb uh, good luck to them on Tuesday against Cluj in Europe But they will need to improve defensively Anyone 
would surely agree with that Rangers tomorrow I think will win convincingly And I think Aberdeen will be the proverbial wounded animal After losing 2-0 in Croatia I think they will beat St Mirren and there we have it Another set of predictions Dished out You can take them up with them uh, On Monday night show Hugh will be back To look over all the talking points With Alex Ray And in the meantime Just stay where you are Because we've got Michael Smith In for George Up on the GBX Next Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.